Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I suppose if you'd put that into modern speech, we could take one of our light bulbs and say the spirit of man is the light bulb of the Lord. In other words, what he's saying, that means that God will enlighten us and that God will guide us through our spirits. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we're beginning a new series for this week by Kenneth E. Hagan from our Timeless Teaching Archives. Stay tuned for the series, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this month's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Brother Hagan's message. Now, if you have your Bibles with you today, open them please to the 8th chapter of the book of Romans and the 20th chapter of the book of Proverbs. Find those two openings, if you will, please. Romans chapter 8 and Proverbs chapter 20. We'll be using more scriptures as we go along, but these two for our text. In fact, these two portions of scripture will be our text for the series of lessons or this particular series that we'll be teaching on how to be led by the Spirit. First of all, in the book of Romans, the 8th chapter, we'll read two verses, verses 14 and then verse 16. Verse 14 reads, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Then the 16th verse said, For the Spirit itself, or himself, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Then turning to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Reading the King James translation, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Another translation reads, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. The lamp of the Lord. I suppose if you'd put that into modern speech, we could take one of our light bulbs and say the spirit of man is the light bulb of the Lord. In other words, what he's saying, that means that God will enlighten us and that God will guide us through our spirits. For the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. They had candles in those days, you know. The spirit of the Lord, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. Or using modern vernacular, I suppose if we'd been writing nowadays, we'd have said the, the light bulb. The spirit of man is the light bulb. The light, you see that he uses to guide us. Let me say it again, that means that God will enlighten us and that he will guide us through our spirits. However, many times we seek guidance every other way except the way that God said that it's going to come. Well, I've always found out that you do a whole lot better if you'll just side in with God and get in line with his program instead of trying to get God to get in line with your program or to do it the way you want to do it. 
You see, a lot of times we judge how God's leading us by our physical senses. What our physical senses tell us. But nowhere does God say that he will guide us through our physical bodies or through our physical senses. Nowhere. Too often we look at things from a mental standpoint. But God, nowhere in the Bible does he declare that he'll guide us through our mentality or through our minds. God said that it's the spirit of man that's the candle of the Lord. Which means that he will guide us through our spirits or he will guide you through your spirit. Now man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a physical body. He is a spirit being because he's made in the likeness of God. And Jesus, you remember, talking to the woman at the well of Samaria in the fourth chapter of John's gospel said that God is a spirit. And so if we are made in the likeness of God and God is a spirit, then of course man must of necessity be a spirit. When the physical body of man is dead and in the grave, the spirit lives on. That part of man is eternal because spirits can never die. And man is spirit, soul, and body. Praise God. Now you see, before we can understand how that God does lead us and guide us through our spirits, we have to understand the nature of man. And we have to understand this fact that man is a spirit. That he has a soul. And that he lives in a body. And as I said, when the physical part of our being is dead and put into the grave, the man still lives. Paul is speaking of physical death in Philippians, the first chapter. Notice what he said in the 23rd verse. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Now to show you that he was talking about physical death, he went on to say in the 24th verse, Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Now notice that Paul is talking about physical death. He said, I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart, and to be with Christ. Now who's going to depart? I am. I'm going to be with Christ. Which he said is far better. Nevertheless to abide in the flesh. That means abide means to live. Nevertheless to live in the body. The flesh is the body. You could put it this way. Nevertheless to live in the body. See he's going to live whether he's in the body or out of the body. He's still going to live. 
Nevertheless, to abide or live in the flesh or in the body is more needful for you. If he's here living in the flesh, living in the body, then of course he could teach the church at Philippi and could minister to them, could be a blessing. It would be more needful for them that he continued to live in the flesh. But he'd be far better, he said, even if he'd said it's better, that'd have been good. But he said, which to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, as far as he's concerned. Now, you see, he was actually saying, I'm going to depart. I'm going to be with Christ. Now, who was he talking about when he said, I, I'm going to depart. I'm going to be with Christ. Well, he wasn't talking about his body. For his body wasn't going to depart. Thank God we will have a new body one of these days. Glory to God. And that'll be a great day. But Paul here is talking about the inward man. Or the spirit man that lives inside this body. When he said I'm going to depart. I'm going to be with Christ. You'll notice in 2 Corinthians the 4th chapter and the 16th verse writing to the church at Corinth. Now notice we just quoted what he said to the church, just read what he said to the church at Philippi. Notice that he preaches the same truth, teaches the same facts to each one of the churches. He may use different words, but he is teaching the same blessed truth to the church at Corinth, in 2 Corinthians 4.16, he said, But though our outward man perisheth, or as the margin said, is decaying, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Now here again, he's talking about the outward man, which is the flesh, the body, which is decaying, which is growing older. But he's also talking about the inward man, which is a spirit man that's not growing any older, that'll never be any older, that's being renewed day by day. Glory to God. Isn't that right? There is an outward man, there is an inward man. The outward man is not the real you. The outward man is only the house that you live in. The inward man is the real you. What is our spirits? Paul, you know, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, praying for the church at Thessalonica, said, I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of the Son of Man. But now, what is our spirit? You see, the text said that... Uh, my text that I took to begin with said that for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And then the 16th verse gives us a little insight how the Spirit of God leads us because the, the 16th verse said, but the Spirit itself or himself beareth witness with our spirits that we are the sons of God, children of God. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Let's talk about what we have for an offer 
We have uh, How to Live Worry-Free, Stepping Out of Bond, Distress, and Fear. So many people live in, in fear of this or that, or are under stress all the time, and they're always worrying. And, yes. and so, and that's what this is all about. God it's doesn't a, want us to do it, that. It's a series that I did, I don't know, it's been some time ago when I taught this series. Back in 98, I believe it was. There's three CDs in here. And then I've been back, oh, I don't know, several years ago, people were going through stuff and storms. It seemed like everybody was involved in a storm in their life. Man, this all the way back in the early 80s, we had some uh, an economy deal. And, and I heard somebody say, where is God in my storm? And that's the basis behind this book finding an anchor in life's rough waters. We all gonna face something. Everybody does. It's not a matter of when you face a storm. Or if you're going to. Or if you're gonna face a storm in life, it's a matter of when. when. It's coming. That's what this book is all about. As we are on our voyage through life and we have the howling winds and the roaring waves and adversities come to us, we do not have to succumb to the storm. We can make it through the storm. That's right. Special offer. Yes. For um, the three CDs, live, How to Live Worry-Free from yes. Stress and Bondage and Fear and Where's God in My Storm. It's uh, regular $32.95. We're offering it for nineteen ninety five. $19.95. That is a $13, $13 savings. savings. That's a big savings. Go right now and get on your, get on your computer and yes. go and order it right now. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, how you can be led by the Spirit of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.